It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Hi there, friends. Welcome back to Beyond the Building. We are in the month of July. It is a hot one, and we have been having a lot of fun uh, talking to some friends, some special guests about the concept of faith builders. And I'll tell you, Debbie, I remember uh, you and I were just chatting on the phone one day, sharing our own personal stories. And we were like, oh my goodness, that is building my faith. Like that is a big faith builder. And so when we share our stories with each other, I just love the fact that it really does build our faith. And we're not finished. Uh, July still has one more week in it with a Monday. And so we will have another story next week. Um, uh, uh, back to the archives uh, version of a faith builder that I know you'll enjoy as you listen to that. But as we think about faith building, you know, there's a reason that word building is there because we really are building blocks of stories on top of each other. And I don't know if our listeners have been in building projects, but Deb, I know you and I both have been in a building project at some point in our lives. Yep. And we all know the importance of building a strong foundation when you are um, building any kind of project. Laura, you know, we've shared on this podcast about some analogies with building, but we got into a shore um, home that's a beach for those who are in Delaware do not go to the, sh- they don't go to the shore. <laughs> um, we, we were able to watch uh, the house be constructed and the amount of, we had 60, 30 foot long pilings that were placed into the ground uh, one by one. They That was just incredible to watch. But now when we sleep on the third floor of this house and the wind is howling, I'm so thankful for that strong foundation because the house is not rocking. You know, just not, not yep. worried about what's going to happen. I have a lot of confidence, mm-hmm. right? My faith has been growing in the house because I've seen the foundation that's underneath of us. That's right. And truly um, the goal of any builder, whether it's of a house or our faith is that you want what you're building to be able to remain for the long haul, right? Because in life, in our, in our faith journey, we're going to have those storms with high winds and floods and earthquakes and things that just shake, not only from the outside, but from the inside. And so we, it's important that you don't skimp on any of the layers. I'm glad that the architect that's did right. not say, yeah, I think that's close enough. That's right. We'll just go with 60 or maybe 59. Let's that's not right. even worry about all of them, right? That's we right. have to have everyone in place. And I think even as, as you've just reflected back on your story of building the shore house, you know, it's so important for us to also reflect back and look at our stories and see the things that have like the building blocks of faith that have gone on our journey, but also, um, some strategies, let's say, or some specific things that God has used in our story that helped us build our faith. Uh, We could call it like key building stones that we've used or experienced as we've been on our faith journey before. Because I think if we all look back, we can all say like X, Y, and Z, these were the, the things that kept it together, right? These were the things that I went back to as I was building my faith journey. And as we chat together, Deb, I think we're going to just share some of these key building stones. I think that some of us probably have in common as we go through, I know you and I do. And so I'm excited to talk about these things today. You know, Laura, I'm thinking of, um, there are 
principles when you're building a house that engineers and architects and contractors are are working together. They're like the non-negotiables, right? That go into building the foundation of a house. But then there is the, uh, there's some uh, design creativity that you can get into where not every house is going to look the same. I think we find the same thing with our own lives. What we're going to share today are the non-negotiables. I think that builds your faith, but God is the author of each of our stories. And so the non-negotiables need to be in place, but how he navigates what kind of experiences that each of us go through, that's going to be specific to us. It's going to be specific to what he's designed as well as uh, perhaps some of the choices that we're making along the way. So what we're sharing today are, it's not like Debbie and Laura's story that this is what worked for us. I think these are coming from scripture and they are the non-negotiables, but how God plays this out in your life is going to be unique, your own story. So the the first one, which I think our listeners will not be surprised is that the foundation, we got to hold fast to the word of God because that the, the, the truth of the word is where you're going to find your faith um, aligns itself correctly, right? So that everything is level, everything is uh, solid and upon that is going to be a, a firm foundation. Romans 10, 17 tells us, consequently, faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the word of Christ. I mean, there's one thing to listen to scripture. It's another thing to listen with your heart. And we have done a lot of teaching over the years um, about the the Reed's Bible study approach, which was that it's just the tool. It's the reading, examining application, dialogue, and seeing the spirit. If you go back to episode 92, we started teaching about it. And you and I have used that for several months along the way about how to do a a really good study of the word of God. And then more, just as importantly, really how to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you, his rhema word. It's when the Holy Spirit speaks an application into your life about that scripture and putting that together, man, that helps to build your faith. Amen. You know, I I love this one. I think we could sit in this one for a whole podcast, honestly, because we usually do. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. And I love that you call it non-negotiable. And I also love the fact that we've put this first because when you're going through any kind of a, a struggle and God is building your faith through that struggle, man, if we don't go back to the word of God and see what he has to say about the, the season or the moment that we're in, our faith is not going to be strengthened. And, and these are the things, and I'm sure our listeners do, and you do too, Deb, like this is where my Bible is full of ink, like that I've written in it, yeah. right? These are the places where I've gone back and I've been like, oh my goodness, look at what God just spoke through his word. Like I went back to the scriptures. I went back to what God's word says. And I know you and I uh, speak a lot about the fact that um, we love Hebrews 619, right? Mm -hmm. We love, we have this hope as an anchor for our soul, firm and secure. And the hope that we have is in Jesus Christ. And when we look into his word, Jesus even says, when you look through the scriptures, you're going to see me there when we have this hope and and that is the anchor for our soul and we go back to the scriptures over and over again when we have hope that is firm and secure we can stand as firm and secure people and when we are going through a struggle or a trial and we don't go back to the hope that we have that is firm and secure 
I kind of feel like that building block that we're putting, let's say, on our spiritual house is not going to be a strong block, right? Our mm-hmm. faith builder is not going to be a strong brick that God is that God wants us to put on the wall. We're going to be put something on the wall that is not firm and secure when we try to do it in our own strength or what our girlfriend thinks or even mm-hmm. what our mom thinks, right? We have to go back to the word of God and order to have building blocks that are firm and secure. And when we also think about um, the fact that, you know, we have this hope as an anchor for our soul, two of the things that that you and I talk about all of the time, and I probably, I think people probably would already know what this is, but how many times have we talked about the fact that we have to know what God promises in the word, and we have to know that he always keeps his promise, right? And we have to know what the word of God says about God's character. What does God say about himself? And what does God say about his promises? And how many scriptures go back to those very things? Like as you're going through a story, that's going to be a faith builder. It's all about going back to what he said in his word about the story that you're going through at the moment and what he said about himself, because those two things never change. God's promises are always yes and amen in Christ, and his character cannot change. It's part of who he is. He is consistent, right? He is unchangeable. And because of that, our faith-building stories can be those strong building blocks that we build in our spiritual house. And Hebrews 6 says that those two those, those two truths that you just said that God keeps his promises and uh, his character never changes. That's the anchor. Amen. That's the anchor for your soul, for your thought life and for your emotions. And I know from years of boating an anchor's job was to maintain a position. Mm-hmm. So when I think of when storms come in on a boat, they're always trying to pull the boat mm-hmm. out of position. Anchor is what keeps it secure. And I was able to rest a lot better at night out on the river, knowing that my anchor was the right anchor. The same thing for us. We're talking about faith builders. One of the things that weaken people's faith and causes them to shift away from the truth and away from their convictions is that they have gotten themselves anchored in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. Right. And they don't, mm-hmm. they don't know the word. They're not, mm-hmm. they're not believing the word and they're not no, focusing on his character. Mm-hmm. You know, I see something really interesting, even as you're sharing that first, we talked about a house, right. That's built on the rock and look mm-hmm. at how many uh, beams they put in there in order to keep it secure. And now we're talking about a boat with an anchor, right. Mm-hmm. That is not, it's on the waves. It's on the water. It's shifting back and forth. And yet God has given us something to keep us firm and secure, whether we are on the rock, right? It's a season where we feel the ground under our feet or whether we might be in that place of chaos over the waters. God gives us his word, his promises, and clearly himself to keep us right confident in who he is, regardless of the season that we're in. I love both of those analogies. Oh, absolutely. Because a boat, you're always feeling like you're moving. Yeah. Right. And, <laughs> yeah. and in the house, and yet he's got it. And in your house, you hope you're not moving. <laughs> exactly. But there's always that chance, right? Exactly. So I, I we had to pause for a moment and just because you and I have taught on this very topic for so many years. Uh, Laura, we ought to come up with what's one of our favorite character qualities or like that in the names of God right? That we just really appreciate about him. And then maybe tie in there too, is, is there a favorite scripture, a passage that we have held on to 
for dear life. Um, maybe share just some thoughts on that. I'll just start, you know, one of my favorite passages um, in raising the boys, I have two boys who are now 27 and 30 um, and, and it still applies today, but I mm. felt it a little bit more close to the heart when they were teenagers was um, Hebrews 11, one. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and the assurance about what we do not see. And I, and I kept that in front of me, like, God, mm-hmm. my faith cannot be in what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing in the lives of my children. My faith has to be embedded in, in you, Father, the one who's the author of their story and, and believing. And that whole faith chapter is, you know, all these different heroes of the Bible who they just believed, even though they didn't see it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, I, and I'm like, God, that's, that's kind of where I'm feeling like I am right now. And so when you're, a lot of times you're people seeing as believing, right. People say mm-hmm. that. And so they're always wishy-washy. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that was one particular scripture that just was really, really hitting home for a lot of years. That's huge. I love that. Um, I think, you know, I have so many favorite scriptures and as you were just sharing, there's one that always has come back to me. I'm pretty sure that it's Isaiah 27, three, but I'll have to check that out. Um, but it says you will keep him in perfect peace. Whose mind is fixed on you because he trusts in you. And, um, part of, I think my faith journey has been God asking me to go into places and do things, um, that, I think are too big for me. Mm-hmm. And you know, that, that whole song oceans where you're yeah. knee, knee deep and you want to go deeper. And every single time God calls me to do something new, I immediately go into, uh, I can't or whatever it might be. And I get afraid and I feel myself getting very nervous. Um, and I'll tell you when I first started on the worship team, at Trinity back in Delaware, um, I was, scared to death. And I had that, I I had that that. verse. Yeah. That verse was on a note card and that note Mm -hmm. card stayed in my binder. And whenever it was time for worship to start, the note card was pinned to my, my music stand. Mm -hmm. And I, I read that scripture every time my eyes were not closed, crying out, Lord, Lord, Lord. Um, but I do feel like that really got me through to the place now where I can go back. And it's just like, it's in me. I may not know the reference at the moment, but it's in me when I, when God says, I'm, I'm calling you out deeper. I say, you will keep me in perfect peace, mm-hmm. right? Because my mind is fixed on you. Why? Because I trust in you. Right. And while trust and faith, there are some differences there. It, it, my trust is in, right? The one I have faith in. And mm-hmm. so because of that, I know I can stand secure, whatever the struggle is. So when I'm in my uh, faith building moments, because those usually for me are like Laura step out deeper. I have to go back to that verse all the time and say, no, 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 I'm not going to go to that crazy place of stress and fear. I'm going to stick with what you said, God, my hope is in you. And what my mind is fixed on you. Like that's really what it's all about. Yeah. It's actually, it's Isaiah 26 verse three. And I ah, know that you could probably so say, close. I know you were so close, but you, <laughs> you know it. And you probably can tell me where it is in your Bible on which side of the page. <laughs> oh, so uh, close. But it's so true. These are the things you just, you've studied it. You've mm-hmm. studied it so much and you apply it. I think. And I've lived it, Debbie. And you've lived it. Yes, that's true. It. That's I've it. studied it and I've lived it and I saw them come through. That's right. And that's what builds your faith because mm-hmm. you're testing, you know, mm-hmm. what you're learning. I think one of the character qualities uh, I've taught 
a series twice on the names of God. And I think every time I teach it, I'm going, this is the best thing to teach mm. because it's, it, it anchors you, right? Mm. It's the stability. But one of the things I love um, so much about God is his name, El Roy, where he mm. is the God who sees, mm. you know, back with the story with Hagar and out in the, she thinks she's going to die out in the wilderness. And I, I keep, I, I really find myself praying this way. I find myself thinking this way, God, you see absolutely everything from my past, mm. everything from my present and everything from my future. And I can't say that I can do that. Mm. And just knowing that he sees the rest of the story, he sees mm. how this is going to work out. Uh, he sees when I'm brokenhearted. He sees when I'm worried. He sees when I'm excited. I mean, the whole package of me, his eye is on every single detail Amen. of my life. To me, that has just really resonated and given me the faith to keep pursuing him because he's the only one. That's who right. I can confidently say <laughs> right. it's a knows everything about me because he sees it. That's right. That's right. You know, it's interesting. Um, and when I think about my favorite uh, qual character trait quality of, of God right now uh, in my story at the moment, it's that he is constant, right? Unchanging. And so when you look back at a name for God, that means constant and unchanging, you know, it's Yahweh, it's, it's eternally self-existing. He's, you know, in it for eternity and he has an unchanging nature. And the reason that unchanging or constant, uh, character trait is so important to me is because not just in the world around me, but I think that I don't know if it's the older I get or, or what it is. There is nothing that is constant in this world anymore. Mm -mm. People's opinions change and people's emotions change and we can go up and down. And I'm not even talking about like politically or, or what's going on in the world. I'm talking about like in our homes and in our friendships, one day it's a yes. And the next day it's a no. Sometimes you feel like you have to work in order to keep things together um, and there's no constant. And, and I go back to that, that first thing, right? It's Yahweh. It's, I don't change. And to me, that is so refreshing in this season. Like it doesn't matter if I'm having a good day or a bad day, he's not going to change. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if I did something right, or I did something wrong. He's not going to change. That's right. And in a world where everything changes and everybody's opinion about you changes and the schedule changes and I am so grateful that there is one thing that does not change and I, I can hold on to that. That's why I don't waver back and forth. That's why I have an anchor, right? Because when emotions change or relationships change, I can say, no, mm -hmm. my God never changes. And I'm going to anchor my faith on that. You know, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So I, I just love that. I mean, I wish we, I really wish we were doing our top 10, but we're just doing one. So we'll just go. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh. Okay. Another, um, another, uh, or actually our second non-negotiable when it comes to faith building is that faith is built up from putting what we believe into action. I think that kind of speaks back a little bit to what we were just saying, because we were talking That's about right. the word of God, right? And, and faith without works is dead, right? But James 2.26 also says, 
as the body without the spirit is dead. So faith without deeds is dead. Same verse, different wording, but here it is. Faith is a, a muscle. We either need to exercise it and strengthen it. And if you don't exercise it and strengthen it, you're going to lose it. Faith uh, and, and works, they go together. And I remember growing up, Debbie, and always thinking it was one or the other. And um, man, just realizing again, as I've grown up, it is because I am anchored, right? Mm -hmm. That I, I can't help but do the things, right? It is because I have a relationship with Jesus that I can't help but serve him because, because I love him and, and I want to do the things that he's called me to do. Um, so many times here in Franklin, um, I hear people say that faith is a verb, you know, that actually faith should have an ING on the end of it. It should be faithing, mm -hmm. you know, that faith is not, a, a noun necessarily it's active. And so I just love that. And man, if we can't, um, see that in our physical bodies, that if we don't use it, we're going to lose it, lose it. That's right. Yep. I mean, That's we want right. to do, we definitely don't want to do that, um, in our spiritual world. I think we have a, a fun parallel. I think there might be some listeners don't realize that uh, we actually went to college and we were roommates together. So back in school, you were studying to be a teacher and I was studying to be a physical therapist. And I remember um, in my junior year, I had a semester of concentrated physical therapy classes under my belt and they were like grueling, backbreaking that the first semester was a killer. And I went into the clinic in the month of January and I said, I, I had this eye opening because now a real live person was in front of me as opposed to a mannequin or a classmate. Um, and I, I was like, oh my gosh, I learned all this stuff, but now I actually mm. have to use it, you know? And I, and when I did that, Laura, I re I've realized, wow, some of the stuff I was studying, it wasn't a waste of time. Like I really did need to pull from that mm -hmm. reservoir of what I had already learned to be able to work with a patient. But then I also came back to school going, I cannot wait to learn yes. because I realized how much I really didn't know. Yep. It, it wet the appetite that said, get, get back in there and crack open the books and pay attention. Yep. I, I paid attention better, yeah. even more in spring semester than the fall, because like this stuff really does work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's funny because when you talk about, again, we were in that same season together, right? And and you're going into PT and I was going into teaching. And and I remember all of the things that I learned in my class, in my classes, the child psych and what you're supposed to do if the child doesn't do what you tell them to do, which anybody who has had any experience with any child knows yeah. that that is the regular, right? Yeah. So <laughs> I remember I went in for my first student teaching event and let me tell you, I, I dressed the part, right? I had on the shoes, I had the hair, I did the makeup, I, I had everything to make me look like student teacher. Like a teacher. Yeah. And I, I walked in and, um, oh, there must've been 26 kids in that classroom, second grade classroom. And when it was my turn to teach, I remember that this one little boy, his name was Danny. He did not want to do anything that Miss Murray <laughs> said to do. Now and you're like, shoot. I, I was now? like, yeah, I did everything that I had learned in the books, everything, you know, but it just wasn't working. But as I sat back and watched the teacher in the classroom yeah. work with Danny, 
You know, it was like all of the learning set me up to that place where now I had to experience what, take what I had learned and then put it into my day to day, you know? And so I, I, yeah, I'm with you. I'm just like, I wanted to know more. I wanted to be like, how do I take what I learned, apply it into the place I am and watch it flourish, right? As we're all different um, in our stories. And some of the things I think that were the best teachers were when we, when we failed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When our best laid yeah. plan flopped yeah. and this is not my, my patient is not getting better. In fact, I just made them worse where mm. now the, the class is in more chaos mm. and we, when in life and our faith, there's going to be times where God asks us to step out and try something and we flop. Yeah. Right. And it's the idea is not to throw in the towel and say, yeah. none of this faith stuff works. It's like, okay, God, what did I do wrong? Yeah. yeah. What can I learn from that? So I yeah. think I think that learning from our mishaps really helps. Yeah. The third thing, Laura, that we which is a non-negotiable is that our faith is built up when we are intentional about gathering with other believers who are serious about kingdom values. Amen. I'm not just talking about, you know, like the book club at church. I mean, I'm talking about people that are pursuing with their whole heart, a relationship with Jesus Christ and the things that are important to him. Yep when we align ourselves with them, when we intentionally stay in community with them, whether it's phone calls in church, in zoom, like whatever you have to do, I think you need to make that a priority. And Proverbs 27, 17 says as iron sharpens iron. So one person sharpens another and you, my friend have been that kind of iron sharpens iron for a long, long time. And and you and I have had to call each other on mm-hmm. the hard sometimes mm-hmm. or encourage each other. There's times where we're really, you know, when your emotions are speaking and mm-hmm. you're like, I just need you to talk me off this ledge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I need you to take my shoulders and set me straight. Yep. You have been that kind of friend for me. And for that, I am eternally, eternally grateful. Me too. me too, believe me. And I feel the same way. And I'm so grateful for that. And, and I love that. So many of the things that we're talking about, like God designed us this way. That's God right. designed us to have to go back to his word in order to stand firm, right? God designed us to do life together and not walk out our faith alone. Like two by two, they went out, the disciples did, right? All of these things, we are not designed to walk uh, out our faith alone. And I think some of the, the struggle there sometimes is, okay, let's go back to what I was just sharing, right? Things change all of the time. And people are sometimes uh, doing life together can bring around some hurt. And that's actually an opportunity to build your faith though. Right. Right. When you have, when you have conflict, it's an opportunity to say, Hey, let's go back to God's word about this um, and see what God's word says so that we can heal this relationship because it's very easy. Once you feel like you've been hurt in a relationship to say, well, I don't want another relationship with that, like that. I don't, I can do this on my own. I can do my own fame thing by myself. Mm-hmm. And, and that is not the case, right? Mm-hmm. We are still called to do life together. And actually that hard time can actually make us stronger when it mm-hmm. comes to the faith journey that we're in. You know, I just want to just point something out. I've heard a number of people in the last probably two weeks, just mention pockets of people in their lives who have yet to return to fellowship in person since COVID. Now I get it. I get it back in the day when we didn't know what was happening. Right. But I I think there's some folks that need to get off their couch 
mm-hmm. and actually be part of a fellowship where you're actually are with people mm-hmm. and they're wondering why their faith is struggling. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm just, I'm saying it's time to get off the couch mm-hmm. and time to get back into personal relationship with each other. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, COVID did take a, a hit on people's social skills and their, their trust and all that, but we need to move past that. Mm-hmm. And we need to get back into relationship. Yeah. It's interesting. Even as I was saying it, I was thinking the very same thing. Hmm. So it is, it is very true because we were not called to do this on our own. No, we, we need no. each other in order to go through and zoom is not enough. Right. right, <laughs> Or right. YouTube or whatever we might be on. Um, all right. So the fourth non-negotiable as our faith is being built is that um, ooh, our faith is built up as we learn to discern or hear the voice of God. Debbie, yeah. You know, this is so, so huge. And, and I know you've already talked about podcast number two and the reads, but 92, I, 92. 92, I'm sorry, boy, me and numbers today. That's right. Um, but it is such a key thing. Like we have got to know, uh, God's voice and hear him when he's speaking to us. And it's all throughout the word, you know, my sheep know my voice, but I love this passage in Isaiah 30, 21. And it says, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way walk in it. And I just love that because there's so much to that, Deb. It's like, first of all, like um, wherever you're going, like there is a voice that is speaking to you, right? And we just have to hear it. Like God is constantly leading us and guiding us and speaking. And and don't you love the fact, don't you, have you ever heard anybody say, or probably heard me say, I just don't know which way to go. Like when we're right. doing our iron sharpens iron thing, I'm just not really sure which way to go. And this verse is kind of like, Hey, God's saying like, I know the way, you know, yep. you just need to listen, hear my voice. And it's so important. And just like we were talking about faith as a muscle and we got to exercise it. Hearing the voice of God also gets easier with practice. That's like right. the more we hear it, we recognize it and we act on it. Um, the next time we're going to hear it again, I, I do find that, um, okay, when I'm in church, um, every Sunday when I'm in church, I, I kid you not, every Sunday during worship at some point, God gives me something to do. He speaks something to my heart every single Sunday. Mm. And so, um, and I'm going to go with 75% of the time I do it. I'm just going to say, because sometimes by the end of the service, I'm kind of like, I don't know. Was that really God? You know what? (laughs) You know, right. But if you let time go, then you're kind of like, it really wasn't God. The times that I really was God and I I didn't do it. The times that I have jumped on the thing that I have heard God say to do during that that moment of worship always ends up in a story where I say on the other end of it, oh my goodness, God, I am so glad I obeyed, right? That grows my faith. So the next time that I am in church and I hear the Lord speak to my heart, do X, right? This is where I'm calling you to go or what I'm calling you to do. I'm more encouraged to say, that is the voice I heard last time. And I know what happened last time. So here I go. I'm just going to do it. Faith grows because he gives us instruction and then it happens. Deb, do you have an example? I do. I do. Um, I went back to, I was trying to think of, there's been so many of these over the years, but this, this example built my faith as what I would consider. I was a mature believer at the time, as well as my daughter-in-law, Natalie, she was a brand new believer like brand, brand new. And Natalie was learning to hear the voice of the Lord. And in her quiet time that morning, she journaled to share with me 
that at work, I was going to, she got this impression that um, mom was going to end up working with somebody in pain and that I was to give them a hug. Now, she shares this with me. I'm driving to work as a physical therapist. So just about all of my patients are in pain, right? And I thought, well, that's okay, right? Mm-hmm. It's not really um, professionally appropriate to just hug people mm. at the hospital who are in pain. But I mean, she said, you're going to run into somebody who's in pain. And uh, I feel like God is encouraging you to hug them. That was mm-hmm. the words from Natalie. And I remember this thought crosses my mind. Natalie is a brand new Christian. I don't know that she's really hearing God mm-hmm. in this instance or not. I work with everybody who's in pain. So all right, mm-hmm. let's just see. And I heard the Holy Spirit speak to me, kind of a word of correction. Mm-hmm. You better keep your eyes out, you know, mm-hmm. keep your eyes open. So here I am, Nat- here I am, and Natalie's at, at her job and I am treating, a, I'm treating a patient and I'm done. I'm going to be charting. I'm writing in the computer and I look across the hallway and there is a family member leaning up against the door, sobbing. And the Holy Spirit goes, there's your person. Mm. I'm like, I don't even know this person. Mm. It's not my patient. It's and and here, remember, this is someone who's in pain, not a patient, mm. family member. So I can just hear the Holy Spirit saying, there's your person. Now mm. go hug them. Wow. I'm like, oh, so awkward. So I walk over to her and I, I said, I introduced myself and I said, you just look like you're in so much pain. Mm. And she just starts sobbing that her mom had just been placed with a terminal illness. And Mm. they were just saying, um, you know, I I think it's not, it's not going to end well. Mm. And I looked at her and I said, do you just need a hug? And she falls into my arms sobbing. And then I asked if I could just say a prayer over her. And she said, yes. And then she left and God's like, like Natalie heard, Natalie heard and it built Natalie's faith. And I'm like, of course I had to call her. Yes. I'm never going to believe what just happened. So Natalie's faith was encouraged. Yeah, My faith yeah. was encouraged, Yeah, but it all came down to hearing, Yes, hearing the voice of God. Yes. So let's move on to number five, Laura. Our faith is built up as you experience the power of God in your life. I, I love to read Acts. Acts blew up. Talk about church growth. And it wasn't from fancy buildings or programs or anything like that. It was the a power encounter that people had one by one with the person of the Holy Spirit, Amen. starting at Pentecost in that upper room. And then it lit up nations like, like a wildfire that just started spreading. And it was all based on these signs and wonders that the Holy Spirit was producing in anyone's life who was pursuing him. Amen. I just love it. And as you look all through the book of Acts, there's just miracle after miracle. I just love it so much. But specifically referencing Acts chapter 12, if you want to check it out later, um, verses 5 to 16, it talks about the fact that the apostles, right, the ones who were sent out, performed so many signs and wonders, miracles uh, among the people. And as a result of people experiencing miracles, they started bringing Uh, the sick into the streets and laying them on their beds and their mats, just so that Peter's shadow would fall on them as they, as they walked by, right? So many people came together because they believed that there was a power available in the name of Jesus for healing, 
for freedom from oppression. And, and the Bible says in Acts 12, all of them were healed, right? So mm. there is a, a power of God, right? That we can live in and we can actually experience in our own lives. And I know both of us have um, different stories there. Deb, what's your experience? I'll just, I'll just mention it because it's a whole story in, in of itself. But in 1998, I went up to, um, it was Catch the Fire Ministries. It was called Toronto Airport Christian Fellowship. It was the revival that was taking place in Toronto, Canada. At the same time, Pensacola, Can- uh, Florida was experiencing uh, just a powerful move of the Holy Spirit. And I went up there very skeptical. I went up there questioning, is this really God? And I, I just... I tell people I got hammered by the Holy spirit. I was so radically changed. And that was a believer. I was a spirit filled believer, but I heard him. I experienced him. I saw like visions and I, I just had these manifestations of the spirit that rocked my world. And you may say, well, that was just an emotional experience. I'm telling you, I came home changed. Mm-hmm. I came Amen. home so changed, more passionate about the word, desiring a move of God concerned about sin in a whole new level than ever before and loving people deeply in, especially those I didn't really like. Mm -hmm. I mean, these were changes that that's gotta be God because the enemy would certainly never do that. And I would just say that that power encounter changed the trajectory of ministry for me that to this day, I am different because of that encounter. Amen. Amen. I, I, I have, so many uh, different places I could go with this, but I think the one that really stands out to me as I look at Acts chapter 12 is um, when I was first introduced to things uh, of the Holy Spirit, uh, I was with a boyfriend and we were going to church together and um, I went, I had always had an allergy to anything dairy, just really, really significant. <laughs> I know I rode with you. I think I've told you this story. That's right. Like no ice cream, no ice cream, no unless cheese, you went to take it for the team. none of this. That's right. <laughs> and so I was really always sick and always so nervous that if I ate something, you know, I would be impacted by it. And so, um, I remember that he invited me to go to a healing service and, and he went to a Pentecostal church and I really had never been to a Pentecostal church before that. And I didn't really think that, um, that there, there was still healing available in the way that it was happening. Right. Um, and so, uh, I just remember that I went to this healing service and at the end of it, um, the speaker called anybody down who wanted to get healed. And I remember like, oh my goodness, (laughs) like I've been living with this for how many years? I would think I was 22 years old. And, um, I was like, I want to be healed. I don't want to, I don't want this anymore. And I remember taking that first step out of my seat being like, oh my goodness. And it was not a big church. It was a small church. I was like, I am crazy. Everybody's watching me. Some other people went too, but I went, they laid hands on me and I went back to him and I said, um, please take me to Denny's. Um, <laughs> I want to get something to eat. And so we went to Denny's and I got um, scrambled eggs, a glass of milk and an ice cream sundae. And I never got sick and I've never been sick again. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I was 22. I am 55 years old now. So that was a very long time ago. And that was one of these things where you talk about like your, your whole perspective changes, because Mm -hmm. if that's true, and I just experienced, you talk about a faith builder. I mean, this was a huge faith builder for me because again, I experienced it. Right. That's right. And so I, I, I lived it. And, and then I started to say, all right, now, if that is true, what else? 
might I have always thought that I need to, what else do I need to go back to God's word about? Let's take it back to number one, right? Yeah, that's right. What else do I need to go back to God's word about? Cause I'm not just going to take somebody's word for this. I need to know what's going on. And I started to open up my Bible and really dive into things that in the past I might have said, well, that's, that's not a thing. That's not a thing. That's not a thing. And I started to open up God's word and I was like, it looks like it's mm, a thing. It is something. Thing. Look at that. And so I just, my life was changed and it still is today. I, I think I pray differently for people who are going through struggles mm-hmm, mm-hmm. than I did in the past, you know? And so I am definitely changed clearly because I'm a huge ice cream eater. That is a massive change. I'm back. But, and cheese. Um, and cheese and pizza yeah. and all the good things. Not usually all in the same day. Like I did that night. Right. But, um, but I'm changed in the way I believe and in the way I pray too. So I, I love it. I mean, talk about a faith booster, build it up. That's you know? right. That's what That's I'm saying. Right. So That's yeah. Right. Amen. Amen. Well, I have loved this conversation and I feel like it's been a great time just for some great testimonies and faith builders from our stories. As we look at the five, uh, really like Deb said, non-negotiable things that are part of each of our faith stories. Um, so if, if this has blessed you or encouraged you, you know, share it with a friend, just wanted to share with you guys that we also, uh, maybe you're watching this on YouTube, but we do post our, um, podcasts on YouTube. Now you can look for us at beyond women's conference on YouTube, and you can actually see, uh, the conversations taking place. And I think that's just fun for an added, um, something different. If you're, if you're not on your podcast platform, but you have your computer in front of you, you can check that out. So thanks for joining us today. Uh, like I said earlier, next week, we have another testimony, testimony from Tracy Hutcherson as God was calling her out to do something new and the faith building story there. And then August, we are so excited about August because yep. we are at, we actually went back in our stories. And we took out some teachings from some of our Beyond Women's Conferences since we are heading into a Beyond Women's Conference in September, just to give a sneak preview of what things looked like in the past to encourage you for what is to come in the future. So super, super excited about that. I can't wait to listen. I always, I always learn something new. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Actually, we look back in 2015 yeah. to Hope Beyond. We have there this you hope. go, right there. <laughs> back to this hope as an anchor for our soul. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, if you're if you are considering traveling to Ocean City, New Jersey, on September 30th for the Soar Beyond Conference, this give you a little bit of it's kind of a flavor of the teaching styles. We had edited down a little bit for timing, but kind of gives you the the feel of what the conference was like. Then you add some great worship in there, plus Amen. a great lunch and some prayer Amen. ministry. And it gives you a better feel of what the conference, what you can expect. So thanks everybody for joining us for this um, podcast. And we appreciate you guys. We love you. We look forward to doing this again with you next week. All right. Take care. We believe that God will use what was shared to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember you were created for more.